you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Aroture. This is episode 16. Thank you for tuning in to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe our gifts are given to help us navigate the challenges of life. Episode 16 is more life hacks for the entrepreneurial woman. How are you? What have you been up to? What's popping? What's going on? I recently wrote an article for a newspaper on how to start a business in this climate. And I want to share one of the tips which ended up not making it into the article because I preferred to share five and not six. (laughs) Do you ever do that? Where you are drawn to a particular number or color or name without any real reason. (laughs) So this season where there is a lot of uncertainty and there's been no doubt changes in the lives of many people from losing their jobs, either through redundancy or, you know, just whatever reason people lose jobs these days are. I think that a downturn in the economy is one of the best times to start a business. And truth be told, it's not about what I think, because my opinion doesn't even factor in. When people are made redundant, when they lose their jobs, or when they've had some time to reflect on life, like many of us have, thanks to the downturn, or rather thanks to the lockdown, I'm not prophesying bad things, thanks to the lockdown, starting a business is one of the directions that people end up going in. I started my business in the recession because I couldn't fall any further because when everything is down, the only way is up. So I bootstrapped my way from a tiny corner in my home to my current location in Chelsea. And I did so using seven steps, which I will be sharing in due course. One of the steps is to know your business. Because when you're the sole proprietor of your business and You know, you're the logistics department, you're the customer service agent, the marketing executive, the PR rep, (laughs) and all of that things and more. You naturally learn about these areas, especially if you don't have the funds to hire people. And so business is interesting because it kind of places you on a path that you don't have a choice that you have to walk in. But it's important that you learn about all the different departments of your business. I believe in hiring the experts to do what they do best. That's actually one of my business mantras. But if you don't know what your expert should be doing, how will you know that first of all, they're indeed an expert? And second of all, that they're even delivering what the business needs. For example, I'm not an expert joiner. I cannot handcraft a piece of furniture but I know enough to recognize when people are caught in corners or when it is substandard. I understand paint finishes and what what works best for each piece that we make and even understand fire regulations so that when I interview workmen who are making our upholstered chairs, I can tell 
whether or not they're going to adhere to the safety regulations. And that also has a knock-on effect on whether I sleep well at night or not. So even if you have the funds to hire on the spot, understand thoroughly the various sectors of your business and your industry so you can get the best people for your business. Now, on to today's topic. Last week, we looked at some life hacks for the entrepreneurial woman. And today, I want to share four more, most of which will apply to any woman, really, who is looking to kill it (laughs) in life and business. My first hack is to build a community. And there's a saying in business that goes, You can't work on your business while working in your business. So I recommend taking time out to zoom out of your everyday life and business and or your career so you can assess and plan and then trust your intuition to help you select one, the best way forward and two, the best partners or staff that can do the job and let it go. You know, they do the job, you let it go. Your partners don't have to be employed staff either because you can use freelancers, virtual assistants. There's just so many options now. There's a service I find for just about every area of business these days, and you really don't have to do it all. My kids started working in the business from a young age. They filed, sent emails, did data entry, even website updates. So use your children, your nephews. My husband always says, just make sure you're paying them. I don't want child labor, just pay them. (laughs) I think the fact that I gave birth to them is payment enough. Use your goddaughters, you know, your nephews, friends, kids, whatever, whoever's available and pay them. You know, kids love, it's, it's a good opportunity for the children to learn and understand the reward that comes with hard work, you know, and understand uh, that you don't get something for nothing. And another mind hack is to give yourself grace. You know, this is actually more for your mind than your body, or actually better put, receive the grace that God has given to you. Grace allows you to ask for help when you need it or directions when lost. I don't think we will ever be completely free from the comparison bug. You see, when you see other women on social media appearing to balance on their pinky, what you can't even hold with both hands, and you start to feel some kind of way about it, know that you're comparing your reality to an imagined real life. Not a real life, just the one you've imagined. Because we all have bad days. We even have bad months. Some of us have bad years (laughs) and it's okay. I cannot always stop the tsunami of activities and responsibilities that I have, but we can control how we interpret our lives. Needing help should not be interpreted as weakness. It's a sign of strength. You're utilizing the strength that you share with your women friend or the women in your life or the people in your life. So build your community or your mom squad if you have children. You need to know who to call when you need to unburden. You need the one to call when you need prayer or advice. 
You need your babysitters, your cooks, drivers, fashion advisors, someone to sound off your business dilemmas and ideas too. Mentors and coaches also form part of your community. My second hack is network for business. Network in the right circles. Have a clear understanding of your audience and then go where they are, or at least where the people who serve them are. And when you go, be authentic. Because in my early days, I believed I needed to be someone else, you know. I thought I needed to be a person that my clients could relate to, which means that I didn't think they could relate to me. But soon I found out about the power of authentic living. And honestly, I will never (laughs) stop talking about it because it's a force that breaks down barriers so you can connect with real people. Because how else will you know what they need or how else will they be able to tell that you have what they need? Episode three goes into details about the concept of authentic living. And to the new business owner, this is a tip that you may find useful. I used to leave networking events discouraged. I mean, it was bad enough I was there in the first place because I felt so I guess I felt out of place. I felt uncomfortable. And what made it worse was that no one came up to me or any of the people I went up to. I braved, <laughs> I braved it and, and said, uh, went up to them to introduce myself and talk to them. Not one of them ever said to me, I need a cut for a gazillion thousand dollars or pounds. <laughs> I thought networking in business was all about meeting potential customers. But like your private community, networking in business is really about building your business community. Just a couple of weeks ago, I needed the services of an architect very urgently. And I was able to dig into my contacts to pull out several, one of which was able to give me exactly what I needed at the time I needed it. As a nursery interior designer, it would be just wonderful if I had one handyman that is on standby, just waiting for my call, but that's not possible. And if we have projects that overlap, then we need more than one team at the same time. So I have a good number of men in my network and women, let's be politically correct here, you know, accountants, web designers, they're all members of my business network. And I know who to go to when I have a question. If I have a question on funding, I know exactly who to call. If it's legal issues, I've got my person on speed dial. You know, these are all my people and it helps to network. But then you network with the right expectation. Don't go networking and come away disappointed like I did time and time again that you didn't, you came away without any business. Just understand that just the connection alone is helping to build your business. And I always like to say that not all currency is cash or that there are other currencies besides cash. So if you're hoping for someone to hire you for your services or to purchase a product that you produce or you sell and they don't, well, you've got to look at which other currency you have gained from that meeting or from that event. 
So although not everyone will be a direct client, but they can help you to build your business so you can get clients and even just, you know, make your business more robust. And in some cases, they can actually refer you as well. And when it comes to networking, you obviously need to drill down who your ideal clients are and whose services they use so you can go to the places that you will find them. Eventbrite is great for finding events. It often will tell you the kind of people that are attending. Meetup is also awesome. There are business networking organizations like Athena, which is specific to women. And I've been to a few Athena meetings and I enjoyed them thoroughly. BNI is probably the largest business networking organization in the world. I'm not 100% sure, but it will, I would be surprised that there is one that's larger than that. And they've got chapters all over the country, just like Athena does as well. You want to find the one nearest to you or the one where your clients, I guess, are most likely going to be found. So in BNI, they, now I sound like I'm promoting BNI. I'm not a member, <laughs> but you will run into them if you haven't already and you will get invited to a meeting if you haven't been already. But they basically have a very high commitment level is all I'm going to say. So you want to think and be fully aware before you join any weekly meeting groups. There's a membership fee. You've got to swear that you're going to be there all the time and all of that stuff. My next hack is to know what's on your plate. For a number of years, I hosted these amazing brunches. I called it Let's Brunch and it was designed to equip us and elevate us, us being anybody who wanted to grow personally and in business, you know, by feeding our spirit, soul, and body. I really enjoyed hosting these meetings and it was just such a great way to meet people and also just to be fed because it was a eat all you can, eat as much as you can. Is that what the hell they say? Eat as much as you can brunch. And it was held in a really, really nice location. We just fed and enjoyed live music. Anyway, the day I opened, or should I say the year rather, that I opened the Baby Cod Shop in London, I scheduled a brunch event. <laughs> I did not understand that I had taken on a sizable project that required a huge chunk of my time and energy, my mind refused to accept it. <laughs> I believed oh, I could do this. And so I tried to, in the end, I had to cancel the event and I had to stop, or should I say pause the brunch events for a while till today. They're still on pause because I just didn't have the bandwidth to carry on. I learned a lesson that when your plate is full and you have just noticed that bowl of fried squid that looks amazing and so scrumptious. You want to add it to your plate. You're going to have to take up something, bread rolls, anything that's taking up space. But you have to make a choice because you just can't keep adding and adding and adding and expect to be able to balance and hold that plate without things falling off. Many entrepreneurs have the ability to drum up business ideas instantly. <laughs> 
And so we end up wanting to execute all of them at exactly the same time. So while you're on your journey, you will come across activities that are so attractive and you know you'll enjoy doing them, but you do have to consider your bandwidth. Do you have enough space on your plate? Do you have to drop something to take up the new? I often get asked how I find the time to run my baby furniture company, record this awesome podcast, your words, not mine, attend to my big family, because yeah, we are big by today's standards, and also start a new career. I'll let you in on a secret. A few years ago, I figured out what my purpose was, which is to use my voice to help women play bigger in life and business. I understood then that there is nothing on earth that's more important than that and finally accepted what purpose was, which is the sole reason we were created. Your purpose must tick two boxes. I'll add an optional third. One, it must glorify God. Two, help others. And the optional third is that it should grow you in the process. And the reason I made that optional is because growth is a choice. Have you ever met people or even been the person, because I have, that it just seems to be going round and round in circles, learning the same lesson, but not growing from it? That's definitely me. That happened before I started to see life as a class where you can learn from. So I placed my voice and my message in the middle of my plate and arranged portions of everything else around it. And this has allowed me to spend time with my family, record the Living Inside Out podcast and grow a second career as a speaker and mindset strategist, all without being stressed. My boys are older and their physical needs are not demanding, like obviously they used to be when they were little, but their needs have become quite emotional because, you know, got to be there, got to help with the self-esteem, got to help with making sure that they are not receiving instructions from outside and all of that wonderful, wonderful stuff. So rearranging what's on my plate, getting rid of a chunk of things that were taking up time that didn't make sense has given me the time to spend with them. And then I don't feel like I'm missing out and I don't feel like I'm leaving something important behind. So one way that I was able to reduce what was on my plate was recognizing that the baby cut job had taken up a large chunk of my time and energy. But then it wasn't because it needed to. It's just because a lot of what I was doing was work, taking up time, but they were not necessarily yielding results. So once I drilled down and filtered out everything that was not productive and only focused on the things that were, it made all the difference in the world. And it's really helped me find some level of balance. Still learning, but I am in a much better place than I've ever been. My final tip is to start the night before. I believe the best start to a good day begins the night before. Planning your day ahead, honestly, works wonders and gratitude is something else that cannot possibly be overrated. The effect that sleep has on the mind and even on our physical health has been lauded by experts 
And this is a tip that you may have heard before. Gratitude. Go to bed each night with three things that you're grateful for. Even better if you write them down because there is something psychological that happens between your hand writing and your brain receiving it. The whole process helps you to eliminate any lies that say that you're lacking or that you're behind or you're not enough or you don't have enough. Gratitude really does open our eyes to the things we have and the opposite, which is not ingratitude. Ingratitude is not the opposite of gratitude. I think that the opposite of gratitude is being oblivious to what you already have. That will lead you to focus on what you don't have, which will cause discontentment and neediness. And it will have you chasing after things instead of making choices that produce results. In addition, you wouldn't even enjoy the journey. Another tip by my coach, Valerie Burton, who is a best-selling author and life strategist, is to have one thing to look forward to tomorrow. And it doesn't have to be a treat like going to the spa or going out for a meal. That would be nice. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. But it could even be a business goal that you have for the next day. Say, for example, you've organized a meeting with your branding consultant because you're about to work on branding your website. That's exciting. You know, choose or kind of spread out your great things over the week so you have something. It's not just having, but identifying that this is something to look forward to and then going to bed with that because it helps you wake up expectant and, you know, be getting excited about the day. How you start your day is equally important. I like to have two unbroken hours alone in the mornings. I have my quiet time of prayer and Bible reading. I journal, learn, you know, might be through an audio book or if I'm, I'm reading a book that's instructional and teaching me or if I'm on a course like I am currently. And I also exercise all within that two hour period. That's when I have my first cup of tea of the day and I enjoy the silence. I even sometimes get to reply to emails and get a chunk of work done before work actually starts. And all of this is happening before six o'clock. This power hour or two hours sets the tone for the rest of my day. And the day I miss it, just like I did yesterday. Oh, I notice a difference. Things just don't go the way they could have gone. And my day just ends up being, I don't know, less than enjoyable. Let's just put it that way. I have a mastermind group that I'm a part of, and it's a goal setting and accountability group. Cannot imagine life without them in this phase of my journey. Shout out to the amazing Saturday clubbers. So a couple of weeks ago, I shared with the group that I had had you know, an iffy few days prior. And I just couldn't get anything done, was stuck in a vicious cycle because I would beat myself over and over, then get started, then say it's not good enough. And then I'll be, it was just a cycle. And one of the ladies suggested that when days like that happen, just stop, accept that things are not happening and take the rest of the day off. In fact, I was gifted with a number of suggestions, which were actual practical tapes that they had all used. This group of women are part of my community 
and I guess this straddle between life and business. And so underpins, again, my point of building a community, both business and a private community, or should I say personal community. One of the joys of living is that we discover more about ourselves with each day that passes. So I no longer hold on tightly to the knowledge that I have about myself because just when I think I know it all, something new introduces itself to me. And living inside out is a practice where you get to regularly meet and embrace the new and improved version of you. I've met people who have said to me, I'm not growing. And I don't think that's true. In many of the cases anyway, it's just that you're not stopping to recognize growth. And the only way that you can recognize growth is by looking for growth. You know, you've got to spend some time alone with yourself and find out who you are today. Because I have people in my life who I hadn't seen in a long period of time, no communication, not necessarily close friends, but boy. And then we met each other like a year, two, three years later, and we had very little in common because we had grown in our own individual ways and who they were friends with at the time is not the same person I am today. So it's not only important to invest time in personal growth, but it's important to stop and recognize that you are indeed growing and embrace that part of yourself. I want to end with an illustration I learned from Penny Power quite a few years ago. Penny is a British businesswoman and an author, and she also founded Academy. If you've been in business for <laughs> at least a decade and you're based in the United Kingdom, you may remember Academy. It was a business networking group and very vibrant, very successful as well. But this was all pre-Facebook and, and the others and Penny and her husband had built it. But anyway, Penny shared with us a perspective that every business owner should have. A candle is made up of two parts, the flame and the wax. The flame represents your passion, that which you do so effortlessly, it even infuses you with energy as opposed to draining you. The wax represents the part of you that you don't enjoy. In my case, it's admin paperwork, but both the wax and the flame are needed for the candle to function. Now, what is wax to you is a flame to somebody else. This means that my admin and paperwork, which I dislike so much, is busy giving energy and life and joy to someone else. You see, this little illustration really helped me to go and, you know, get rid of all of my do-it-all mentality because I erroneously thought that that was what small business owners did do everything themselves, you know, what's a small business owner if you're not doing it all. But understanding the relationship between passion and wax or flame and wax helped me to stop beating myself when I couldn't get things done or when I was struggling to complete a project because I just wasn't skilled in a particular area that I needed to be skilled in. And it has really helped me to delegate. You know, I have now become the delegation queen. Me who used to do everything herself, I've learned finally to delegate because I understand now that by delegating and giving other people a chance to 
let their own flame burn. I would love to connect with you on social media. I'm at Talks Arotere and would love to chat with you and carry on this conversation and hear your own hacks as well because there's so many life hacks and I'm sure you've got some of your own. So I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app if you're able to or wherever you're listening, a comment will be most helpful because it does help me. First of all, it helps me to understand and know that I'm going in the right direction with regards to the content that I'm delivering. But in addition to that, it helps other people who need to hear this information find it. Share it with your friends too. Don't forget that part. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And remember to live always from the inside out.